So, all right, there's a knock at the door. Mm. And on. you open it. And there is a guy there that has a, a piercing through his tongue and tats on his face. And you stand there and go, I'm here to pick up Gracie, your now 16-year-old daughter. First boy to come to the house. What do you do? I wondered where that was going. I thought he was either here to collect money or uh, proposition me. No, so I'm just preparing you because, I mean, you've got, well, she's, what, four, but you need to prepare for these things as a first-time father with a girl. So she's just turned 16 and, and this guy's turned up at the door. I reckon what I'm going to need at least the next uh, 12 years to get prepared for See, this. See, I'm preparing you. Yep. Um, she's not here. <laughs> she's locked in the basement, so bugger off. Uh, you know what? I'm going to be all zen and, and kind of spiritual and stuff here and say that I would let Gracie choose to go out with whoever she wants because I know that I'll have raised her, well, her oh. mum would have raised her <laughs> to make good choices uh, about who she hangs out with. So would you let her date the 16-year-old version of you? Yeah, because I was actually a really nice guy. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did you? <laughs> Just because i got tats and a tongue piercing now doesn't actually make me a bad guy when I was 16. But no, I'm, I'm uh, really looking forward to uh, watching Grace make great choices uh, based on her really good self-esteem and self-worth. Yeah, you just tell yourself that. <laughs> Welcome to the Tradings Business Show, helping you get off the tools and into true business ownership so you can spend more time doing the things that matter most. Now, here are your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. So welcome to another episode of the Tradies Business Show. I'm Michaela, who's not 16. G'day, listeners, and I'm the dad who is probably freaking out at this point <laughs> and seriously thinking about uh, getting a rocking chair and a shotgun. <laughs> so, uh, now, firstly, we've got to cover our Tradies Business Toolkit. Yes. We membership. always talk about it at the end of the show. The fancy name for our membership site, that if you're listening to this show, you owe it to yourself to go and join up. Seriously. It, was that a good enough uh, Well preach? done. Keep yep. going. Okay. Yep. It's a dollar. Come on. It's a dollar. When was the last time you bought anything of value for a dollar? Uh, maybe when you were 16. But um, a dollar gets you the first 30 days of full access, so it's not one of these crappy trial membership things where you get, you know, oh, this is exclusive content. Uh, you get access to everything for a buck, so in reality, you could join up for a dollar, download everything, and then bugger off. Uh, but we know you won't because uh, we're going to be adding new content in there. You get access to the private Facebook group where you can chat to Michaela and myself on a daily basis along with the other members and chat to some other tradies from around the country about your issues or your ideas. Uh, there'll be webinars, video training, templates, bonus uh, footage and, and extended interviews with some of our guests sharing some inside secrets to how you can uh, really get things rocking in your tradie business. So after your first 30 days, it's just 10 bucks a month if you join before June 30. And after that, the price goes up. So we'll go to... Go, oh, I yeah, there's a website. website. <laughs> uh, com, and you can outfit. Yes, sign up there and give us your dollar and go steal everything and, yeah. No, don't tell them to do that. <laughs> Stick around and get amazing value. And this will be the third episode I've said it, is if you don't get value from your 10 bucks a month, send me a personal message and I'll personally deliver you a carton of beer. Oh, well, let's see. Let's see. 
Yeah. I'm not paying for that, by the way. You can pay <laughs> no, for That's coming that. out of partnership funds, isn't it? <laughs> uh, and I've just had a good idea. I reckon mm. in our private mm. Facebook community for our members that you guys can also let us know what questions you'd mm. like us to ask each other because I think I'm quite good at coming out with the questions for Warwick. <laughs> he needs help. So Yeah, please help me out. I'm, I'm dying here. I'm dying here. Give me some good stuff I can ask Michaela. Some things that you really want to know about Michaela Clark from uh, Tradies VA and the Tradies Business Show. I'm sure they're all dying to know lots. But uh, today we are talking uh, accountants. Don't fall asleep. Oh, Stop. sorry. I was Wake just, up. Just, yep, not enough. If you want to make more money, you should listen today. Yes, please. Okay. Got your attention now. So we talked to Ben Walker from Inspire CA, which is uh, – he's doing little things a little bit differently in the entrepreneurial business space. And I think mm-hmm. there's a lot that uh, he can teach uh, tradies on how they run their books and, and their business. So there's a lot to take away in today's episode. And, of course, there is an extended interview as well at the end for our members only. And when you told me we were going to interview an accountant for the show, I have to say <laughs> I was a little bit like – uh, I'm married to an accountant and uh, I studied as an accountant many, many years ago. So I've hung out with a few of them. Are you sure this is good for our listeners? And, and then I said, you said, there's beer there. He has a bar and a cafe, coffee and alcohol. It's like, righto, what's the address? That's it. So very excited. I actually never thought I'd be excited to come to an accountant's before come Warwick, on. but I am today because I'm sitting in the accountant's boardroom looking at uh, a bar. There's taps. There is. There's beer on tap. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, so we're at Inspire CA in Brisbane today with Ben Walker. Uh, he's, I love your title, the Chief Inspirational Officer. Uh, so really doing some stuff differently here. He has a great co-working space and uh, a cafe for meetings and also a bar and does a lot of networking events. Some really cool stuff going on here. So I'm really excited about talking to you today, Ben. Thank you. Now, uh, you do do things differently, as I mentioned. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how your journey came to looking at this and why your business is really taking on that entrepreneurial spirit in the accountancy world. Yeah, okay. So, uh, well, thanks again, both of you, for for having me on the show. Uh, And a bit about my background. Uh, So I started at a big four accounting firm. Uh, I got pretty sick of it, you know, being a number in a big machine uh, pretty much uh, after a few years and then I moved out to a, a suburban accounting firm uh, and that's where I really saw the difference that accountants can have on um, on our business owners and their lives and their families uh, and that's something um, I guess when I thought of taking this the step to, to set up my own business that um, something I really loved is having that impact um, and the reason why I started the, the firm uh, is because I, I saw a bit of a gap in the market. There's not many accountants at all who are sort of um, providing that insight into the numbers, uh, you know, sh- sharing with business owners how to actually um, break down their financials and make it easy. Um, you know, it's something that I think is too often uh, in the too hard basket or, you know, there's, there's denial around the numbers uh, and, and businesses run off um, the bank balance as a, a way of accounting versus, you know, putting some some good numbers around it so that's yeah that's a bit of background about why um the cafe and bar uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a uh, a strange suggestion at the time from a, a mentor uh, paul dunn and uh, he sort of threw it out to me when i was looking for new offices because we'd grown fairly quickly 
and I said, oh, Paul, what do you think of these couple of options? Uh, and, you know, they were standard typical offices or, you mm. know, just boring sort of yeah. the same old. And he said, oh, Ben, why don't you put a cafe in? And, and before long, I sort of thought to myself, well, that's a great idea, but, you know, you can't just put a cafe in. You've got to have a liquor licence. You've got to have yeah. beer on tap and, and, and all sorts. <laughs> you gotta, so, if you're going to do it, you've got to do it properly. Do it properly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but I think, I actually think the, the audience might relate here. You know, by the time you want to serve sandwiches, you've got to go nothing or all out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and really, there was not much difference um, at yeah, the great. end of it. So there you go. Well, I know where I'll be doing my meetings next time I'm in uh, this part of town, Ben. So. <laughs> yeah, so it's good to, you know, have an accountant that actually makes the numbers a little bit fun and have a drink while you're looking over them. So uh, I know you have a lot of um, tradies as clients. So what do you see as some of the common um, areas that they need to focus on a bit more in their business when it comes to numbers and things? Yeah, when it comes to numbers, I think the... Um I mean, it depends on, on how long you've been running your business, but the, the things I, I see that are done really well uh, are if there's someone, uh, either external or, uh, or even internal, uh, but someone whose you know, sole focus or one of the very few responsibilities is keeping the, um, the bookkeeping going, uh, you know, making sure those numbers are right up to date rather than waiting you know, 90 days or every quarter for the bass. Um, and... And, and again, you know, I, I do recognise that there is a gap in the market. Um, you know, people aren't helping um, business owners understand the numbers. Um, but you know, taking those numbers every you know couple of weeks or every month, and actually you know, having a look through them, um, you know, I think the businesses, the, the clients of mine who, who do that, are the ones who um, you know get engaged with the growth of it uh, and, and actually get a better result at the end. Because it is something, and I like that word, getting engaged. With your accounting, it's probably not something that a lot of tradies think is a, a very exciting concept. Um, and I know a lot of my clients over the years uh, probably get sick of me banging on about their numbers. Um, but really, the language of business is accounting. Uh, and you don't have to be an accountant to be able to understand it, do you, Ben? Like, there's just some simple things that you need to look at. Uh, what are some of the, the basics for our listeners that they really should be doing or some of the things I guess that you see successful clients have done uh, around that accounting stuff that's really helped them run their business better yeah um, I think I think it starts with measuring the right numbers um, so you know you can always look at what's going in and out of the bank account uh, but if you're not measuring things like uh, your conversion rate from every um, you know quote or proposal or whatever you, you're putting out there how many of them are actually being accepted uh, and having numbers like that to be able to work out you know what what quotes or proposals are working and what's not um, because once you've got that history then you can you know make small changes in the business and, and see what the result is and the other thing is too being able to forecast which is something that mm-hmm. I know I think is hardly mm. ever done in this industry mm. but be able to actually plan and have money in the bank going forward mm. It's probably one of the criticisms of, I guess, accountants in general is that backwards view of what's happened. And by the time you sit down with your financials, and this is, again, a challenge that I see with a lot of trade businesses, is that when they look at their financials is kind of the year's already it's taken place. It's too late to do anything about it. So there's none of those leading indicators that they're looking at. Yeah, um, and it sounds like that's what you're helping your clients with, Ben. Absolutely, and, and I think it's a must. Um, you know, and it's 
it is a you know maybe a twelve month process from uh, you know, that we take clients through just to get those uh, systems in place to be able to measure those numbers, uh, and and I guess the reasons why as well that's so important. Um, but yeah, no, it's the, the result of it, and the um, you know at the end of it, you know, I've had people say that it isn't actually that hard, um, and that they you know simple concepts like you know, when you're pricing a job, don't just mark up your labour and mark up your um, your, your materials you know start with um, start with what the value is to the customer and then work out uh, you know, is that job profitable you, know, you don't want to do something for a hundred bucks and yeah. it takes you a week just because your percentages say it should be a hundred bucks so yeah. that's the sort of thing uh, you know mindset shifts that I love uh, helping out yeah. you know, clients through yeah and so you go through a bit of a process with the clients that you work with so step it through your methodology as far as that goes yeah so um so as I said, that first sort of step is really understanding and making it easy that, you know, things like the profit and loss and the balance sheet, uh, and, and taking the focus away from from the bank balance. Um, you know, the, the scary thing about relying on your bank balance is you know every quarter you've got GST, you pay as you go from from your salaries, uh, and even superannuation. You know, if you're running off your bank balance, all you know all of a sudden you could lose twenty grand. That's that's due. Uh, so uh, I guess the purpose of you know, having some numbers. Uh, in place and keeping that right up to date uh, means that you know you are aware in in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days time what's coming up, and being able to plan for that. Um, the second one is uh, touching on cash flow, and there's so many little things you can do in the business, whether that's with your customers, your suppliers, uh, even with uh, you know your equipment and tools and, and materials that you've got in stock. You know how do you manage that better so that cash flow isn't such a drain on your business? Um, and, and once we've sorted out that, uh, then we move to the the ins, insight insight into the numbers. So you know, tracking, um, you know, really tracking those lead indicators. Uh, you know, even tracking numbers that matter more to your customer than they do to yourself. Uh, like, for instance, one of the numbers that uh, a roofing client uh, of mine is is tracking is the time it takes from. Uh, when the, the job starts to when the job finishes and the product's delivered, um, you know, roofing holds up the rest of the construction. So if yeah. that's on, then there's no more delays. That's what matters to the builders. So shouldn't we track that versus you know, labour yep. percentages and yeah. yep. useless things like that when yep. value to the customer is the turnaround? Yeah, yep. that's really great. So it's not about tracking the same numbers for everybody necessarily. No. And I think that's where a lot of people probably get a bit bamboozled is they think they need to be measuring everything all the time, but there are some specific things that will have a bigger impact for that particular business. That's correct, yeah. And 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 usually, well, in all cases, it should be something that matters to the customer. If your customer's fine, if you get a reputation for serving your customer in a way that no one else does, uh, then the, dis- the discussion is, is not on price, it's on, you know, when and where. It's, you know, Yep. That's your yep. point of difference. That's right. So are there, are there some common mistakes that you see, or perhaps with new clients coming in, and <clears throat> we're not asking you to uh, to rag on the other accountants out there, but uh, obviously you guys do it better than anybody else. Um, are there some common mistakes that you see people make, Ben? Um, yeah, there's a couple of... I mean, they're not... And the thing is, they're not uncommon. It's it's more common for these things to, to be as they are than, you know, people to have their, their books in order. But... Um, a couple of mistakes are not having um, you know, good systems in place to be able to make bookkeeping easy. I mean, it's so simple. 
Say so shoeboxes with your things and no shopping bags. Yeah. The dashboard of the U. Do you still get that? sun faded? Yeah. Do you still get shopping bags and shoeboxes, mate? Uh, when they come and see us. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you charge extra for that? Oh, uh, a, sh- a shoebox surcharge. <laughs> charge or refuse one of the other. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so um, so shoeboxes. No, that's that's not a, a way to run a, a business. Um, you know, ha- having systems in place like you know, there's apps on your phone you can get that take photos, and there's uh, you know, they do the data entry for you. Yep. Um, you know, just making using those systems to make it easy, and you know, it could cost fifty bucks a month for for that sort of subscription, depending on what software you use. Uh, but the time it saves, you know, yeah. the, the flow-on effect from that, the, the up-to-date numbers that you've got are much more valuable than that fifty dollars. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's so up-to-date numbers. Um, other things are, um, you know, I find, and, and it's not limited to trades, it's pretty much any business, uh, and it's a, a story from the E-Myth, which is a, a book from, I don't know, what, 90s, 80s, yeah. 70s, a few decades ago, and, and it talks about, um, you know, when you're starting a business, you're, you're great at what you do as a technician, but not necessarily the skills to run a business yet. And uh, you know, even I'm in that boat. I didn't realise exactly what it took to, to run a business, and I'm still learning along the way. Um, but I think, as business owners and, and a lot of tradies are sensational at what they do, um, but they they're sort of lacking the, the business skills um, if they don't focus on them at all. Um, so yeah, developing that you know the sales skills, the marketing skills, is uh, is is a must. Yeah. And do you recommend your clients sort of working with mentors and, and coaches and people like yourself to really get that accountability and, and help them strategize and things like that when they don't have those business skills necessarily? Yeah, that, that obviously is the only choice. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I mean I, I've got a couple of coaches myself um, and, a, and a few mentors really. Um, and, and they have mentors and coaches. And, and yeah. you know, it's, it's just one of those things where I see that, you know, to, to be successful at anything, you've got to look outside your own skill sets yeah. um, and, and either partner with people who can look after that for you um, or learn it through someone else who's been there and done that. Yeah. And so uh, just on that, I mean, obviously it's a subject after my own heart as a, <laughs> as a coach and a mentor, but uh, how would you say that's returned for you as far as, you know, obviously you've invested financial resources and time into your uh, working with your coaches and mentors. I mean, how has that impacted your business? I mean, I look around at, at uh, Inspire CA here where we're sitting, and <clears throat> I don't know, mate, you, you don't look a day over 23, but uh, <laughs> um, you've achieved a fair bit in your time. I mean, what's what's been the impact for you personally as well? Um, I definitely think the accountability. Uh, the, the other thing is uh, a few mentors have believed in me more than I've believed in myself to the point where I have done things like set up a cafe uh, you know, completely unaware of you know the depths of it all, uh, and and through that process, I've, I've become such a better um, business person, uh, and and sort of throwing myself in the deep end on on really strange and at the time recommendations. But so much has come from a small decision like that. Um, you know, all sorts of lessons, and and even the build itself. Uh, I mean, you know, you talk to people who, who've built a house or, or whatever, or even done any form of construction, who aren't in the industries, yeah. and, and usually it's a nightmare. And I certainly learned uh, along the way. Uh, yeah, Very, uh, quite a few uh, character building lessons. <laughs> I like that character building experiences. But it's a really good point here that you, I 
heard about you and remembered you because of the cafe. Yeah. Because I heard Paul Dunn speak and yeah. mentioned, this is his accountant, he has a cafe and a bar. Like, how cool is that? He's standing out, he's being different. And that's how I've remembered you from years ago. So it's just really interesting to just look at different things that you can do in your business to stand out from your competitors. And that could be anything from your sales process to your customer service and turning up on time or ringing customers. <laughs> so you're trying to tell our listeners, Michaela, that although we're sitting here interviewing an accountant, there's like a double lesson in here in... We're getting deep and meaningful today. And uh, yes. the whole USP thing yeah. of standing out from the crowd. That's it. So there's a whole marketing position. Twice as much value in today's episode. I'll Two for one. <laughs> what, what, can you ask for? what about simply following up a, a quote or a proposal? Is that. No. <laughs> <laughs> what? So you, that's not really happening? You, uh, I mean, what's what's your view on uh, tradies in general? I, I, we tend to ask this. We've, we've uh, been around and spoken to some members of the public and. And put some of those episodes to air, but what's your experience with tradies, Ben? And what maybe what's some of your advice from your side of the fence? Yeah, uh, and, and this doesn't necessarily relate to numbers, but yeah. um, I guess re- reliability is the first word that, that comes to mind. If you're reliable and you can sort of do what you say you can do, and I actually made a few notes before the, the show, um, that that's the biggest thing. You know, focus on what matters to your customer, uh, and and do what you say you can do. Mm. So if you're going to show up at 10 show up at 10 and not you know midnight um yeah i mean small things like that matter a lot to uh, and and will stand out like you know for instance telstra when they're coming to install something like a phone line or or tell uh or foxtel they'll give you a range of you know i'll be there between 4 30 in the morning to two o'clock in the afternoon and you have no idea you've got to take a day off work yeah versus Oh, I'll be there at five past ten. Yeah. Wouldn't wouldn't that be sensational? Yeah, and like we we do talk about it all the time, and sometimes we think, oh, we just bang on about it so much. But nearly every person we ask for, it's two things: it's mm. answer your phone, or it's you know be reliable and be on time, mm. or even turn up. Like you know, so many of the no shows, and, yeah. and then they say to you, oh, I don't know why I'm not getting business while the business isn't growing. You're like, we well, you don't even ring your quotes up. Mm. You know, and follow up. Like, how many, honestly, how many tradies do you know that actually follow up every quote that they do? They spend time yeah. going out measuring, getting the lead, and then just don't do that follow up. So it, it, it is the simple thing. So that's, that's the opportunity, listeners, is uh, as you're sitting there listening to this episode, um, if you're not doing those things, you can really set yourself apart from the competition literally just by doing some of those simple things and they don't cost any money so you've just got some free advice I don't know what Ben charges by the hour but I suspect uh, you've got to pay for that beer somehow mate uh, but yeah those simple things and I mean even for your business Ben just, just looking at the way you've set this thing up it's pretty simple stuff so Ben what are some of the other things that you guys do differently here at Inspire CA yeah so um, touching on the on the whole hourly rate thing we mentioned earlier um, one of the things we don't do is charge by the hour and we don't even keep timesheets for our, our team members and, and the people doing work on, on the jobs. Um, the numbers we measure instead are uh, what we call velocity or from when a job comes in to when a job gets delivered uh, and, and we try to keep that under 
10, uh, 10 days, 10 business days, versus you know, typical accounting firm, three months, six months if you're lucky. Yeah. It's yep. just <laughs> shocking. Um, so that's something that we, we focus on internally and that, we believe, drives, uh, drives value to the customer. Um, and the hourly rate's something that I'm a little bit uh, passive-aggressive, passionate about. <laughs> but, um, you know, even, even my own experience uh, with, uh, you know, taking trades, for instance, um, in the cafe here. Uh, a few months ago, I had a problem with one of the lights and, uh, you know, there's, there's a good couple of dozen lights upstairs and there was some sort of something tripping Um, and and not sure whether I'm using the the exact correct (laughs) language but um, you know there was a call out fee for the electrician Um, he got here at about 8 o'clock in the morning Uh, you know said oh it mustn't be mustn't be anything big and I thought oh great you know he's only going to be here for half an hour (laughs) and then he he heads upstairs and sort of takes out one light at a time looks at it tests it and then puts it back out it's not that one and I'm like oh Here we go. Yep. And so, uh, you know, every five, ten minutes I'm walking past the, the guy just looking at my watch going, oh, I hope, hope he finds it soon. <laughs> and all I'm worried about is, you know, fix it, get out. Yeah. yeah. How long is it taking? Not yeah. even how, whether the job's done properly or not. It's like you're taking too long, costing me more money. Exactly right. Which, yeah. you know, all I want is that problem fixed. And, and if that's the, the business model of, of the electricians, I'm, I'm sort of trapped by it if you, yeah. for, for yeah. lack of a better word yeah. um, versus you know what if they sent out um, the next technician who found that light the first time and, and they were only there for, for 15 minutes yeah. and that's where you know, even if it did cost me the equivalent of what could be three hours and it took 15 minutes yeah. um, if it was fixed and there was that certainty you know, oh, that wouldn't be anywhere like I, I don't feel mm. like I'd be ripped off yeah. Yeah. versus yeah. you know hours and hours it's just but, the seeds of doubt, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, am I getting charged what I should be here, or could this have been done quicker? Mm, that's right. Yeah. And it's like that pricing based on result. You want a fan installed, you want to know how much that is. Yep. And they say there's a call-out fee and how much time. It's just it's not the way really going forward, I think, the trade industry needs to price and really needs to open up to fixed pricing. And, and every trader I know that's done it is well ahead than what yeah. they were charging hourly. Yeah. And it also helps with other things like being able to not have you always have to quote or give that information. You know, your staff can book in jobs, your staff can price, your staff can invoice. All that extra stuff that you get SSA want to do can easily be done if you work off more fixed pricing models. Yeah. And so, sorry, Ben, from your point of view in the accounting business, do you find your clients then are more likely to access your advice and therefore they get better results and better value from that fixed fee anyway? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, archaic accounting firm will, you know, charge every six minutes for, for phone calls, emails and the works. Um, but And what that discourages uh, customers to do is, you know, actually seek that advice. Um, but when it's sort of packaged up in a, in a fixed fee, then, uh, you know, there's, there's no issues ringing and asking the question because often that five minutes on the phone or, or that 15 minutes just having a chat can avoid a big issue down the track for both the accountant and the client themselves. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it can save thousands, of, but you know, if they're disincentivized to ask the advice, then and, that, and that's why you know, we don't charge for the relationship. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's all part of the, 
um, the way we work with you. That's be, great. Be kind of like going to the GP and, you know, they charge by the, the six-minute blocks like, um, okay, I've got this lump, but I don't want to pay you any more money, yeah. so let's just not worry about it today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> imagine the impact on people's health care. Absolutely. If that was the case. So yeah. G'day to all the GPs out there. Yes. So <laughs> and another thing you've touched on is... Um, before apps and things that are making it heaps easier for clients to keep their financials in order mm. um, and things like cloud accounting programs and zeros really change the way accountants can now work with their businesses and not a lot of the trades being out in the field really find it beneficial to invoice on the road and take payments and things like that mm. so what do you see that the main benefits of the you know the cloud technology for these types of industries yeah I guess um Actually, one one biggie on the on the fixed pricing is that you can actually invoice and receive money before you even start the job, uh, which which is a big uh, big plus for cash flow, mm. uh, and and it's even reinforced by cloud accounting where you could uh, you know quote invoice receive money all on the run. Uh, so I think one of the biggest advantages for that is definitely cash flow and yeah. you know, instantaneous. There's no mucking around. There's less admin. There's less. Yeah mucking about <laughs> so it's just yeah it's just a much simpler um, way of, of running your business yeah one thing I know my clients love is when um, so they're using zero for example and they can send out an invoice they can see if it's been opened absolutely you know and they love that because if they say I never got it well, you know what? You kind of did because you opened it, you know. Someone's so, on it. Yeah. <laughs> and then all, all of a sudden there's payment in the account the next day. But they love that tracking of yeah. being able to see. I'm not just, you know, randomly calling people to see have they got my paper bill. Mm. They can, you know, they've emailed it. They Generally, you, people open those invoices as soon as they get them. Actually, one thing I've seen that was really cool, uh, and it's kind of like a gotcha sort yeah. of thing, is um, is where I've actually been on the receiving end. Someone <laughs> sent an invoice from zero and has just not attached the PDF. Yeah. And has said, oh, your invoice is in this link. Yeah. So there's, there's no way of telling how much it is, how to pay it. It's just there. You've got to click the link to see it. Yeah. And so what else are you going to do? <laughs> I, I do that. I, well, never, I don't include the PDF. I only yeah. send the link. Yeah. <laughs> I so like I to have to store. tell you that I've click the link yep. basically mm. yeah because yeah. yep. you have the option of attaching a pdf copy or mm. the link and i only ever send the link i mean it's i guess from my perspective i think it's a bit sad that that we have to do those things yep. because uh you know some of us old school blokes probably wish that uh, some of the values were still there <laughs> like that but the reality is the business landscape has changed um and and if we want to run a successful trading business got to find ways to actually look after our cash flow and make sure we get paid so there are some tools out there which i think is the, the big point there is there's some things you need to find out about and obviously working with someone like you ben is is uh goes a long way to that because you're going to be able to give people advice on that sort of stuff yeah which is really outside of traditional accounting um of just paying the tax office some money mm. uh, and i think that's the great thing about your firm is it really is about that whole business view mm. And I think if you're accountants, you know, doing your tax once a year and that kind of model, you're not getting good value and it's only going to set you backwards. So have yeah, a look right. at, you know, these new types of accounting practices and what you should, the business advice and things you should mm-hmm. also be getting. It's, it's really apples and oranges that you're yeah. comparing, you know, someone who does your tax once a year versus, you know, the, the, the service we, we offer where, you know, we're pretty much a business partner um, yeah. in, in terms of you know, approaching everything from a... The, through the lens of numbers, uh, 
you know, it's, and it's it's so like a job satisfaction. I love uh, I love helping people through that mindset shift yeah. of you know numbers are actually easy, um, and just simple 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 things like um, you know one of the uh, easy ways you can improve your cash flow is um, you know, just having a chat to your suppliers and seeing if they're open to. You know, Thirty-day terms or sixty-day terms, which is you know, people who work for builders um, as as subbies, you know, they're dictated to by the builder. Um, you know, not that we want to dictate to suppliers, but have a chat, and they're usually open, yeah. um, especially if you're if if um, you they're your only supplier. Yeah, yeah. I know. I have a client uh, who I'm working with as a mentor that's going through exactly that, uh, and ironically, a lot of their business comes via referral from a key supplier mm. <laughs> who is saying, hey, you're getting a bit behind with your bills, and they've sat down with the general manager and said, well, we understand that. We're working with these big contractors, like big end-of-town contractors who have them on 30 days from end of month, mm. uh, so there's a cash gap there, and the suppliers have said, okay, well, you know, based on that, we know you're good for it because we know they're going to pay their bills. It's just a timing issue. Yeah. Um, but here's some suggestions about invoice finance or factoring or whatever that might help you to bridge that cash flow gap a bit in the short term until you grow to the next level. So the supplier's been very helpful in that way and giving them contacts even to, here, go speak to this banker or something. So they're actually working together instead of sticking their head in the sand and getting a nasty letter from that supplier saying, you're overdue and we've put you on stop credit. Uh, And by then it's too late because the relationship's obviously soured. Absolutely. No, that's, that's a very good point. And, yeah, I mean, from, from the experience that I've, or feedback I've got from um, you know, recommending similar things um, is that they've been open to it. You know, they'll even meet the marketing manager because they know that they're actually serious about um, working together. So, and, and yeah, they'll, they'll do all sorts of things depending on, on who the supplier is to, you know, put your logo on the back of your shirt. They'll pay for the lot, um, you know, yeah, all this yeah. sort of stuff. So. Yep, yep. Mm. So there's a couple of questions I'm dying to ask. Go. Uh, so I'll jump I'll in here, Carla. No, I'm going to drink. Go to the bar. Get <laughs> yeah, let's wrap this up and get to the bar. Um, but one one question uh, we like to ask Ben, and we often do it at the top of the show. But uh, DIY? Are you a, a bit of a DIY guy, or do you leave it to the professionals, mate? Uh, I am column A, column B, so a, a bit of both. Um, when it matters, I, uh, I I definitely don't touch it myself. But um, uh, it's, it's funny, funny you ask the question. I was actually quite proud because I've never really been a DIYer before. You know, having a play around in this cafe, and some of my feats, which you can't actually see at the at the moment, but the big sign that we put out the front every morning. Uh, it's it's a bit of timber whacked together with a <laughs> with, with a Dewalt drill. Uh, and I am a Dewalt man. Oh, there you go. <laughs> just polarise the audience. All the Matabo guys just tuned out. <laughs> That's it. But um, yeah, so so I put that together. Uh, you know, I got the glue out and the I don't know what they call the big plastic sheets and whacked on a, a sign. So um, yeah, I'm pretty impressed with myself. Nice work, uh, mate. Well, I think we have to take a photo. We'll have to get a picture of Ben's handiwork. <laughs> yeah. And uh, put that on the uh, the page for this episode, mate. <laughs> That's it. There was a, uh, a bit of an incident with the glue, though. I <laughs> underestimated the amount that the thing expands. And I had glue all over the carpet. And I saw Tarzan <laughs> nail stuff. Uh, nice work. Yeah. So maybe stick to accounting, mate. I definitely think so. <laughs> so the last thing we'd like to ask our guests, if you had a thousand tradies in a room, what would be the one piece of advice you'd like to give them? Yeah, and definitely focus on everything that you do through the, the lens of your customer. 
Uh, and you know, I said it earlier in the show that if you do that, if you focus on what matters to them, um, then your own price and profitability and your own well-being is is sort of is it, it will just happen. Um, and yeah, I think that's the biggest tip. Great. Good stuff. Well, thanks for making numbers sexy again. I guess is what you can say. And beer. Did someone say beer? Beer. <laughs> I'm sure he said beer. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Ben. Great to have you, mate. Yeah, thanks. No, thanks again for having me. So lots in that interview with Ben Walker and the extended edition for our members at tradiesbusinesstoolkit.com is about the five numbers that you need to know. Yep, and there's a whole bunch of stuff you can track and measure in your business, but the reality of it is Ben takes you through pretty much the, the critical five numbers that if you if you watch and measure and muck around with those ones, you really can make some massive changes to your business and uh, put some more money in your bank account at the end of the month. And surely that's worth more than a dollar, which is the joining fee for the toolkit site. So <laughs> well, no excuses. Head over now. <laughs> chop, chop. You've been listening to the Tradies Business Show with Warwick Bidwell and Michaela Clark. Want to get off the tools and into true business ownership? Find out how at tradiesbusinessshow.com.